0: Ghosts, elementals, entities, aliens. This is common fare for most of you who listen to the podcast. However, in this episode, we have something to balance things out. We have a skeptic, Susan Gerbic. She is a fellow of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. She also became known as a scientific skepticism activist, mostly for exposing people claiming to be mediums. she has dubbed as grief vampires. I believe we all need to have a good sense of skepticism. As much as we are fully sold to the idea of the invisible world, there should still be a healthy dose of skepticism to keep us grounded. Susan shares with us her latest sting operation, Operation Onion Ring, where they expose the medium Thomas John who preys on the grief of people, particularly Children, we have a special guest today because, in our episode, because of course, all of us, most of us listening to this podcast, are we have already one foot in believing these things that we we talk about, but it's good to also have a different perspective of thinking that maybe not everything is paranormal, not everything is the unexplained and the unseen. So, we have in this episode uh, uh, a skeptic. From guerrilla skepticism, she's a columnist for the Skeptical Inquirer, co-founder of the Monterey County Skeptics, a fellow of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, and all of this are from Wikipedia. So <laughs> we are here to talk to her for us, for her to tell us her story of how she started this. Of course, some of it is mostly mentioned online. You will be able to search it. So I encourage others listening to this to also do your research and and read up on Miss Susan Gerbic. Am I pronouncing it right? Gerbic. Gerbic. Okay. Perfect. So we have uh mm-hmm. Susan Gerbic here. Uh Susan, thank you for reaching out to us and uh deciding to talk to us about this. Um to give you a brief background about our podcast, uh we just started talking about scary things we've experienced before. A group of friends just we just started talking about ghosts and things we experience and just scaring ourselves and then eventually we realized that we started to help someone. So I'll tell the story later. But uh, a, a, a mom reached out to us and she said that if we knew anyone who could um, close a third eye because she felt that her children were seeing spirits because her daughter would wake up in the middle of the night screaming, saying, uh, he's after me, he's after me. Anyway, long story short, we, we found an exorcist. He was a psychic. He was an exorcist. Uh, he was able to help in a way cleanse the location and we realized that we wanted also to give voice to people who have who feel they have these abilities and that's the reason why we we still do the podcast but again so it's nice to have you on here uh, an actual skeptic and you have this special interest in psychics right debunking and uh, yeah pointing out the fake psychic so hello (laughs) sorry for that long intro (laughs)
1: Yes, it's an interest of mine. It's, it's, I was a uh, friend of James Randi, the amazing Randi, and um, I've been involved in the skeptic community for a, for a lot of years. Um, and so I slowly but surely found the idea of, I, I didn't like the idea of people talking or claiming that they were communicating with the dead and then taking advantage of them in the grief just just continuing to pull more and more and more out of these people a lot of them are grieving a lot of them are desperate they're lonely they believe fully that this is this is real that you can you can speak to the dead and it's heartbreaking because what we've been able to show is that so far so far in all the investigations we've done we haven't found anybody who's able to communicate with the dead in any kind of way that would be how do I say with evidence? Yes. yes. Um my my boyfriend who,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's here so over okay. here in the corner over here, <laughs> Hello. Mark Edward is a mentalist. Yes. And um he specializes in uh, the psychic world as well. And everything that we've found is something that can be done with a trick. And that's it's really sad, you know, just because people will tell us, oh, I don't know how it was done. There's no way they could have done it. They're the um, you know the the psychic said these things that they couldn't have known before, or that they they don't know how it could possibly be done. So they default to the paranormal, magical thinking. But what we found is that just because they don't know how it's done does not mean it's still a trick. Yes. Because everything we found this so far is that it was some way of either you tricked yourself. They tricked you, or it's clever manipulation of words, mm-hmm. or, in the case of the 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 story we're probably going to tell today, hot reading, where they were able to look you up.
0: Yeah, if if possible, also you have this long article about the reading with Ray, and I think uh, that's a very interesting. Oh, you like that. you did look at that okay great that
1: was long yeah
0: it was very interesting and could you give us a like a a short introduction and i'll lead people to read it themselves
1: so she approached me on email she had read an article that was in the new york times i think 2018 gosh it's hard to say with this covid dates mean nothing anymore
0: yes yes. so
1: uh (laughs) So she had read an article in the New York Times about a psychic sting I had done called Operation Peach Pit and Operation Pizza Roll. And so she felt that she was able to um, speak to the dead. She had other claims she could make psychic things that she could do, she said. And she felt that I had never actually had a real genuine reading from a real genuine psychic. And she wanted to offer one for me. And um, she said she didn't want notoriety. And and I said, if I can record it, that's fine. And I decided that I wanted to make it Facebook Live because in real time, so that if she was to be amazing and accurate and this wonderful psychic, that I wouldn't be able to say she wasn't, you know, because it would be live. Everybody would already see it, right? In front of their eyes. Yeah. So she didn't want to be on video, so we just recorded over, I called her on the telephone and then put it on speakerphone, and then people were able to watch and interact and hear the whole whole reading. Um, I think in this woman's case, she really believes that she is psychic, but well, not only did she get everything wrong and some really horribly glaring (laughs) things wrong, Yes. I mean, just amazing things wrong, like, you know, that, that I had uh, a relationship with my grandparents, which I never met. They were dead years before I died. Mm-hmm. I mean, before
0: <laughs> before I was born. Yes.
1: Once you really listen to her reading that she's giving, you can see that she was using a lot of manipulations of words. She was saying, instead of saying, like one thing she said is your grandmother does not like the man you had children with. And that was just so instead of saying your husband, she said, the man you had children with, because I had already told her I had kids. So it was a fancy way of kind of getting around the fact that she was hedging her bets. It could be it could be my husband. It could be a man I had a child with. It could yeah. be, you know. It's any genetic combination genetic. of things she was she was making a broad statement that would fit many circumstances but because I was really listening for that and in tune with those kinds of things I see it but if you're having a, a reading with somebody especially somebody that you you know you believe as you said one foot's already in yeah into the belief, <laughs> um, you're not looking for those kinds of things you're not looking for any kind of manipulation you're you're just looking to find a connection And so that so that was basically the reading with this woman, Ray. And she I think that she really believes, but she but when it came down to it, she was just cold reading, which is typical of most psychics. She didn't do any hot reading, which was
0: interesting. What I liked about your article was the reason you wanted to make sure this was broadcast was because again, I felt the same way when you said it, when you mentioned it. She was doing readings on pets, unborn children. Uh, autistic is is that correct
1: yeah yeah people who were in comas i mean how would you know it was right or wrong i mean if it's a dog or a person who's unable to communicate i mean it's not hard to say that they had you know if you've got a person who's in a coma what what are you going to say that don't like being there and they wish they were able to run and jump and they remember the times when they had the sunshine on their face i mean it's just such a general statement that it could be. There's no way of testing it, in other words. You can't ask the dog, and you can't ask a person in a coma how how they really feel.
0: And it feels, for me personally, it feels manipulative for them to specialize in that. Because, again, you have no second uh, source of data to to, to validate it, yes.
1: Yeah, it could really hurt um, not only financially, you know, where somebody is buying into this and getting a reading over and over again. The financial aspect is a problem, but it isn't the most important because I think it betrays a feeling of trust and a feeling of the memories that you have of somebody. I mean, if you are getting a reading from someone who you loved or you still love, maybe who has died and they supposedly are there. And the things that that they're telling you through the medium
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are things like, I loved being in the garden. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you still have my hat that I used to wear, Mm -hmm. but the things that they're missing are, you know, the things that you really want to hear from somebody you love like tender moments and, and things that maybe things like, um, you know, we had hard words before you died and I feel very guilty about it. And they give messages to like a person whose name starts with an M or um, somebody (laughs) it's always M or J And I think to myself, you know, okay, so you're, you're, they're reaching out to M or J, but what about all the other people they're not reaching out to? Didn't they love that other child whose name starts with an A or, you know, the other people in the family that, um, isn't there a message for them? And I think that those people, you know, if there are, if, if you've got three kids and, and they're in touch with, um, dad and dad only wants to talk about this other child well (laughs) how do you think those other two children are going to feel aren't they going to feel left out dad didn't love them and didn't i mean it's just it just seems cruel and as you said manipulative
0: yeah since we're on that topic i'm not sure if you want to open up about it but what are your personal feelings about the paranormal you debunk these these people who are being uh uh, who charge and take advantage of, uh, your term is I like your term. It's grief vampires. You, you you debunk these grief vampires, but in general, what are your feelings with regards to the paranormal?
1: Well, you can ask me pretty much anything. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty open concerning the paranormal. I find it fascinating. I I would adore, absolutely adore for there to be um, the mystical things that that I hear, you know, ghosts or um, psychics. And, you know, I would love, absolutely adore the ability or somebody to really be able to communicate with the dead. That would be, oh my gosh, that would be life-changing. I do, um, for I'm a, I am love history. Mm-hmm. My degree is in history. Yeah. I would love yeah. to talk to people from the past and to know what happened. I also do a lot of geolo- genealogy, you know, your mm, family yes. history. Yes. I spent hours looking at census records and things to find one document. And if I could communicate with my great grandfather, whoever it is, and just say, hey, can you just tell me what day you (laughs) showed up? And can you just tell me why you went from place A to place B and tell me about your life? That would be so much more it'd be so much easier than to than to be going through dusty old records you know and trying to read the handwriting yeah. it's like why would we have genealogists and and uh, if we had psychics that could really communicate with the dead I mean I would just be you know talking to his people in the past and finding out but I do I do find it so interesting It's um, on some levels, it's kind of like, you know, harmless fun, you know, in in some ways. But in other ways, it's not because it's kind of like a, how do I say it? Like a slippery slope thing where you start believing in these, these little things that are kind of fun, like Bigfoot, flat earth, mystical things. And then, you know, that's fine if that's where it stays. But then it kind of gets into this, well, I have this health product
0: that will keep you from getting COVID
1: Um, and oh, and then, you know, people start building a trust in in the person. Mm -hmm. And then now they're starting to do this other thing. And oh, you don't need treatment for that. I will just lay my hands on you and I will heal you with Reiki. Oh, now let's go to this next thing. And it it gets to a point where it's dangerous, um, you know, whenever there's too much magical thinking and people aren't making really good decisions, because they've gone, you know, down a rabbit yeah. hole.
0: Yeah, down the rabbit. Hole.
1: Um, it, it can be, it can be pretty dangerous. I know there's a lot of people that are in this world, um, psychic world. I, I did a, uh, an investigation into a psychic in New Zealand, who, you know, sees orbs and communicates with the dead and all these other things. She also told me, and I, I made a video of it as she was, as we were doing a workshop with her. She was telling mm-hmm. us about how. You know, she was selling. She could sell this product that you put in your lungs, and it <laughs> keeps you from getting COVID. And this is right at, in America. We had a hundred thousand people dead. Yes. Now we're at
0: four hundred, well,
1: almost four hundred thousand. So how long ago, but she, she was selling these products to, and it was like, wait a minute, lady, it was okay when well, we were talking about orbs, yeah. ghost orbs, and, and stuff. But now we're getting into this pretty scary stuff. So. Yes, I think it's fascinating. I love, I love ghost stories. I love all of this stuff. But you know, it, it gets to a point where you gotta, you gotta say, okay, this is this is getting dangerous yeah. at this point, because we're starting to fall into this kind of magical thinking, instead of thinking, let's really consider, is this possible? I mean, if you could really speak to the dead, yeah, would we really be in the world we're in now would we need judges would we need police we would just ask the dead would we have missing children no why would we have missing children we would just know where they are because we'd ask the, we'd contact them and they'd say i'm buried over here in this field there wouldn't be hidden children there wouldn't be hidden crimes
0: this is just based on what i'm telling you again i'm not i'm not a psychic so i i I'm in no position to say this, but better mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are just from again when we started this podcast, we didn't have an idea that we would get to talk to so many psychics and so many ability people. That I, for me, my job, I feel my job is just collating their experiences and trying to bridge things together. Again, I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just telling you what I've uh, heard. From them, I'm trying to piece this also. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm not a scientist also, but I'm trying to piece it together. But from what they describe, it's not an actual. Again, this is con uh, convenient for people who want uh, proof, but it's not an actual science. That if you do say that someone is missing, they could easily connect to it. It's not like that. Sometimes it comes to them in words and images. Uh, when we did that thing with the girl who felt her children were seeing spirits. I'm sure you're familiar with remote viewing. Of course, yeah. These are two separate people who don't know each other. The mom reached out to us. A friend reached out to the exorcist. And while we were talking, the, the I can send this to you. The girl said, oh, we actually lived in this haunted house before. And then there was this ghost by the stairs. And then the exorcist laughed and he said, oh, I was just about to say that and then there's this girl in the guava tree who who is eating guava and she's she's a bit uh her attitude is not nice there's a cook who cooks in the in the in the kitchen she doesn't care if there are other people and the girl would just yes th- that's right yes he was doing he was telling her the spirits in that house before she even told the story and for me that was one experience that thought, wow that that's something else so Again, I'm one foot in. <laughs> I'm one foot in. I love I
1: love these stories. I really do. I mean, um, I wasn't there, so I'd love to hear it. I can I can send it to you automatically. I to you. I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking. Well, that's how how common are guava trees in
0: in the area? Uh, they weren't common. Uh, again, the, common? The, the the specifics of the the specifics of the the fee- the girl cooking in the kitchen because. Uh, apparently, we found out that girl, who the mom, could also see spirits. And she was uh, she was uh, validating these things. But again, I'll send it to you. I'll just send it to you. just Yeah, so I'd love to hear it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always yeah.
1: interesting to hear the, hear the stories.
0: Yes. You mentioned this part in, in your conversation with Ray that uh, a person listening in said that she was taking long pauses. And again, I'm not defending psychics. I'm just telling you what I've experienced with them. With the exorcist he would like pause for a few minutes, for a few seconds, like thinking, and then, oh, there's this thing here, and there's this thing here. He would describe it, and again, that girl would, would validate it. And I feel maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why they, she, she had those pauses. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just telling you these things, yeah. Well,
1: there, there is a psychic in um, America. His name is Tyler Henry. He's the Hollywood medium. And he's an expert on the long pause. Mm. And when when you're having a conversation, I've watched tons of his stuff. Yeah. But when you're having a conversation with someone, especially over a podcast, and you pause, it feels very awkward. Yeah. (laughs) You want to fill it in with something. Okay. You want to you want to interject and you want to say something, and what happens? especially when you're in an engaging conversation with a very charismatic kind of person, maybe you paid some money yes, and you want your money's worth. So what happens is with like uh, Tyler Henry will, he'll nod and he'll smile and he's just so genuine uh, yes. and he pauses and the sitter is so into and, it. Yeah. You know, they're so yeah. excited about it that they fill that space in with, with some information and they'll say anything to keep it going Uh, so they'll they'll, they'll say like so he'll say and they say yeah Yeah. you're absolutely right or oh my brother oh you know they fill in that space and then they always seem to fill it in with some information that he didn't already have and as soon i mean like the second they say it he says yes that's what i'm seeing Mm -hmm. yes that's what i'm hearing When all he's doing is agreeing to what they said, there's also a phenomenon, and I'm not saying this is what happened in the case with the woman in the guava trees and all that, but there's a phenomenon happens a lot in the magic community when Mm -hmm. you have a magician up on stage, and they bring somebody up onto the stage to do some sort of effect with them, the person is going to agree with everything that the magician is doing, yes, and it's it's a it's a social thing that we do where we try really hard to, you're on stage. You don't want to blow it for everybody else that's, that's watching. You want to, even if you saw this, the, the magician, you know, do something, you know, that their audience can't see, like shows the card or something, you kind of figures it out. The participant is always going to just go along with it. And so they're just going to pretend, Oh yeah, that's right. It was the ace of spades or the five of diamonds, because they know socially to to do that because it's awkward who wants to expose somebody (laughs) and the same thing happens it would be really uncomfortable and everybody would have a horrible time and they'd be mad at the person who exposed the magician and the same thing happens in the psychic world when a person is attending an event or getting a reading and they have one-on-one attention from the psychic and the psychic says, I'm in contact with your dead person that you want to reach out to. And, and it's hazy, and, and I don't want to lose the connection. And sometimes, you know, it, you know, I could go on to the next person. But the person wants so badly to, to believe and so badly mm-hmm. to stay connected. You know, just imagine this very tiny cord, like a very thin cord connecting to their dead person on the, the other side that they are going to agree to things. And and our brains are so amazing. We're going to try to find a connection with whatever it is that they're saying. They're going to say, yes, it was a German shepherd, you know, or or, yes, it was a a toothbrush or whatever they can. Even if the psychic isn't quite there, they they will expand on it, agree to it. Because what they want is they want they don't want to lose that connection. They want to make sure they're still on the same page and that the psychic doesn't go, oh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the yes. line is dead and I'm going to go to the next person now. Oh, I'm getting from somebody else over there on the other side. So they will agree to things that maybe aren't as obviously right as we would see, but we're in the audience. We don't know any different. All we know is the person is crying and yes. nodding their head. Yeah. So sometimes people will agree to something because they badly want so badly to remain in contact and if they were to say oh that's not true well then the session's kind of over and then that's no fun and now the dead person is gone and it's better it's easier to say you know I think you're right oh yes I think you know what I did have an aunt whose name was Mary and you know I do yeah you know that I think about it I do remember that and anything to keep keep believing and to and to keep that psychic
0: talking to them
1: on on the thing it's like a it's like a performance in some cases it's the psychic is trying so hard to keep the control and and like okay they're still going along with this i guess i'll just keep going with this person so it's a lot of social um we're, we're very social and we you know as humans and we we badly want to be on the same page with people. We badly want to agree with them. We don't want to make somebody look stupid. We, we want to. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of psychology in it too. So it's, it's difficult to say um, if somebody validates it, I love it when they say they're validating. Well, what does that actually mean? It just means I want to continue this conversation. So I'm going to nod and agree and say, yes, I think you're probably right. That's amazing. Let's just keep going because I want to have this conversation with the psychic, because maybe they will get to the real thing I want to talk to. And yes. they maybe will will do it. They already believe. So of course they're going to try to find a way of continuing to believe. In the same way, when you have a relationship, a bad relationship with someone in your life, and everybody around you says, that person is bad for you. They are toxic. Get them out of your life. You say, no there are good things about them also. Yeah. I, you know, they, yeah. they make me breakfast and they're really wonderful and they give great hugs. And I love this person so much. They, you don't, you're not ready to end it because then you're going to look stupid for staying together for so long and to ignoring all the bad faults. So you tend to, you know, go along with it as long That's as you true. can because we don't really want to make them look bad. And you really don't want to say to yourself, Boy, that was ten years I spent with that horrible person. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I should have ended it at year one or six months. Or I should never have dated that person. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep throwing it in there they're not that bad maybe they'll change so i know i'm getting off onto a tangent i'm sorry i tend to do that too yeah
0: it's okay it's okay <laughs> we, we, we tend to do that also here <laughs> i'm sorry before we of course before we, we talk about the project is that onion ring sorry
1: yes operation onion
0: yeah. Before we go, I I just have a few few more questions if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Uh, I actually not some questions. I have stories to tell. <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. We we got to talk with this uh, again just to give you some idea. We got to talk to this medium also. In this, he, he's based in Delaware, I think. The reason I got in touch with him is because, of course, when he got in touch with us, I checked first his his videos, and he kind of connected with what we were hearing consistently hearing from other psychics. And when I was talking to him, he's a a no-nonsense psychic. Uh, You could look him up if you want. I'm not saying you should debunk him, but if you could look him up, he's Spirit Medium Daniel on Facebook. And what he was saying was, again, uh, connecting with what other people were saying to us, that psychics cannot call upon the dead people. They cannot call upon dead relatives and just say, hey, can I talk to this person? And just call that person. They cannot do that. Once a person has passed, Usually, they just, you know, you cannot talk to them anymore. And he's saying that that, all these, he was saying in one of his YouTube shows, he said, Well, that's bullshit. He said, Every every psychic, every medium who says that I can call this person from the dead, uh, it's bullshit. And it's consistent with what other psychics are telling us that that. you cannot just call on someone who is passed away. It doesn't happen, it doesn't, for them, again, this is based on their experience, it doesn't happen that way. Usually, if a spirit wants to get in touch with you they will that's apparently that's how it 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 happens and that's why some people it's, who it's an easy
1: out isn't it
0: yeah well yes that's an, an easy, easy out it's
1: easy thing to say when you don't know the answer you say well they 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 were here and now they're gone or i can't get in touch with them or it's garbled or i i'm not quite sure what they mean no <laughs> the burden is the burden of proof is on the person making the claim and if they're saying that they can talk to the dead then they need to provide some kind of evidence that they can talk to the dead and validation isn't good enough because it's that's just again as i said anybody could just say oh yeah that's that's kind of true yeah, yeah you did get that right you did get my name right or whatever the 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 psychics mostly i deal with the um, grief vampires that i deal with mainly they're calling people up They're saying, you know, it is, it's, it's like none of this nonsense of, well, I don't know. They might not come through. They'll say that. They'll say that at the beginning of the session. I might not be able to get everybody that you want. I might not, you know. And then they, oh, who's Bob? Is that your dad? You know, it's like,
0: okay, okay.
1: Right in on exactly what it is. And all the videos, this, the, when I get to Operation Onion Ring, I mean, I, I had to go through the video over and over and over that I have. And it was so obvious. It was like, um, you know, the child would say, I want to get a hold of my daddy. And bam, there's daddy, you know. <laughs> oh, daddy's here. He's watching you color. He yeah. has some memory of flying a kite. Or maybe it was we were watching somebody fly a kite. Maybe it was somebody who might want to fly a kite with you in the future or some drawing of a kite. Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> They call them up pretty damn quick yeah <laughs> it's 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 convenient when that they can't always that's not how it works well no it doesn't how it works we haven't been shown how it works it's just like oh it doesn't work like that well okay can you show us in any kind of situation where it works <laughs> oh sorry getting off topic again You're no it's okay it's story. okay
0: we, we we do we do that all of the time, most of the time here. We do go tangents. What are your feelings on? Uh, <laughs> this is a favorite topic of mine. What are your feelings on ETs, on aliens?
1: Extraterrestrials. Yes. Oh, um, well, um, that's not. I know a lot of people who are experts on on the subject, and I know a lot of people in the science field. I would say that it would be really cool if they're here but I don't think they're here. I think that, I think that we're, no, I don't think we've ever been visited. I hope there's life outside of our planet, but I don't think the life we'd have outside of our planet would be something that we'd be communicating with. It would be like bacterias and, and, you know, creatures like sea anemones and, yeah. you know, fish or something like that. I don't think there'd be anything else like us, but we don't know. And I think it's an exciting topic. I mean, yeah wouldn't that be freaking awesome but no it's like the psychics every time you look into the story it falls apart it's like oh i heard this story i saw this thing it's like really okay and then it turns out it was venus or it was um you know some lights in the distance
0: but have you seen the uap report the report uh, released by the yes i've seen and
1: done a lot of uh reading about this i've mm-hmm. written a wikipedia page for luis Elizondo.
0: Mm, yes luis Elizondo. yeah
1: and, uh, yeah i read i wrote his wikipedia page mm, okay and um the uh people who involved i have spent hours listening to many of the investigations and uh, it's actually old news these videos are old they've been debunked years ago they were released by the the military, finally had to say, yes, these are real legitimate videos that we, we took. And there's nothing there. It's just, there's not enough information. If, if we had a little more information, that'd be great. But I think if we had a little more information, we'd find out that they probably weren't right. The gimbal film, uh, no, the Nimitz, no. All of those are all have explainable. I mean, you've got to look at it this way. It's, is it aliens from another, um, another um, galaxy or is it just some malfunction on, on a camera or camera angle or something like that or, you know, misinterpreted? It's like, which one's more likely? And I think I know tons of things of electronically are, are, have malfunctions and things like that. And it's, you know, and it's also the argument from authority where, where people say, but it was a pilot these amazing heroes of the uh, of the airplanes. It's like, yes, they are wonderful, but it doesn't mean they're experts on knowing everything. No, yeah. <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> I'd love to have you Jeez, That'd be great.
0: You might want to watch this. Uh, I usually uh, scour Reddit for, of course, I'm interested in this field. And a girl came out with a press conference, uh, I think eight hours ago. Her name was Anjali, A N J A. Li, you could—it's—it's—it's it's, it's on YouTube already, and uh, she's saying that she's <laughs> in contact with with uh, these extraterrestrials, and she's inviting scientists. This was eight hours ago in she in the capital. I think I'm not sure uh, where where exactly in the states, but she had the press conference, and she's inviting scientists, physicists to join her uh, to communicate <laughs> with these uh, extraterrestrials. Okay.
1: I wrote it down. I, I, I'm maybe she's had some babies with aliens, and we we see a lot of these people who had children that were abducted from them after they had the babies, and it's very fascinating. People, people are amazing. There's, there's, there. Uh, yeah, very. very interesting. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm sure I'd like to see a, a video of a woman who happens to be in contact with praying mantis aliens.
0: Yeah. So would you want to tell us about your uh, project, uh, Onion Ring? Uh, we, we can start with why you decided to to expose that person first. Yeah.
1: Okay, so this is Thomas John. His name is Thomas John. He's had a couple TV shows, Seatbelt Psychic. Um, he's also had a, uh, another one called The Thomas John Experience. He had a show in Vegas where he was claiming to speak to the dead. That's his thing is... He's a person who says he can speak to the dead. And in several years ago, I think 2017, he came across somebody said, hey, Susan, how about looking into this psychic? He's going to be in town in Hollywood when you're in Hollywood and maybe you should look him up. And I said, "Okay, I didn't know who he was, Thomas John. So we put together a sting that I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about. It's called Operation Pizza Roll. And that was the one that, that ended up getting into the New York Times article. And um, I've been following Thomas John because he hot reads. And hot reads means that they have information on you beforehand. They, they look you up on social media. Or when you pay for a visit with a credit card, they can um, find out who you are and then get some information from you. Um, or Teresa Caputo does a lot of um, when you buy a ticket to go to one of her shows, those tickets That you're purchasing um, you're going to be sitting in a specific seat in the audience and and they know who's in each seat Um, they also when you buy the ticket it'll say afterwards share this on your social media afterwards so so it's not hard for them to find your social media for a person who's sitting in a specific seat yeah so this is all hot reading but what thomas john does and i've proved this over and over and over and over again he has many varieties he uses facebook mainly but not exclusively. He will use other methods as well, but he's very prolific on Facebook. He'll say, I'm going to be doing a show or a reading. Or he could even say, I'm going to do readings, free readings right now for the first 10 people who, you know, share my post or something like that, or like (laughs) my video or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you you are writing on Facebook yes, I'd like to have a reading. So not only does he have your name, but he has a link to your profile because it's, you've just given it to him because you're saying on Facebook, look at my Facebook page, basically. So I don't think it's necessarily Thomas John who's clicking on the link and getting the information. I think he has a helper who's who's doing this in real time it's very simple to do it's we do it all the time
0: feeding it through an earpiece yeah
1: well it it, yeah it could be many ways um but it's real quick you could glance at somebody's facebook page and you especially when you do this a lot which i've done you can go to the photo area you're looking for an old photo something black and white or sepia uh maybe somebody in military uniform and you just scan the photos really quickly. And then you go there and you find that photo, and you probably have a dead person. It's probably somebody yeah. who they put up the picture in memory of their father, grandfather, grandmother, somebody who's died. A lot of them are wearing, you know, what was probably from World War II. And then people are commenting on the photo, saying, Oh, your dad, I remember your dad, you know, Bob, Joe, whatever. And then, you know, your mom used to make really great apple pie. And, I you know, they're making statements. So somebody could quickly go through that and they could say apple pie made by mom. Dad died 10 years ago. They've got his name. You could do a Google search um, on a person pretty easily using um, sites like Legacy or um, Ancestry or just a general search on Google. And you can find an obituary really easily. Once you find the obituary, it will say who died before they'll say like they you know, preceded in death by so-and-so and they give all the first names maiden names sometimes they'll say something about a dog um their hobbies who still is alive you know his he died in 2018 his his sister and his his sister elizabeth and you know her husband frank are live in someplace, you know and yeah. it's all there yes so you just quickly write that all down somebody's feeding it to him. Uh, Yes, it could be an earpiece. I I don't know how, but I do know that I have videos of him where he'll be, he'll be on a zoom screen. And then he'll start looking down at the corner, the right hand corner of the, (laughs) of the monitor. It's really a quick look. I've seen him do it with his hand. I've got a nice video where he's like, uh, looking down (laughs) at the right hand corner of the screen. And what would normally pop up in the right hand corner of a screen would be like Facebook messenger. That's where it, pops up right so if he's got somebody who's just feeding him information it just comes up on a facebook message i mean that's not hard i mean what is he looking at in the right hand corner of his screen yeah so (laughs) i mean i'm not saying that's what he's doing i'm saying that's likely yeah but he does a lot of that so he's got your facebook page it's wide open if the person has an unusual name which seems to be almost everybody he does like it's Diana Ramirez um, hyphen Felipe or something, you know, it's it's something that Google, you could Google that and it would be, you would get to something, you know, you could probably tell which ones are made in name and you could find out it's, it's really, it's a skill but it, if you do it a lot it's really fast, and so he will He'll have all this information and he'll do a reading. And and now that we're in this COVID time where we're we're mostly locked down, it's very simple to do over Zoom because your Zoom screen in a lot of cases has your name on it as well. If you buy a ticket to go to a, a, a psychic reading, you probably paid with a credit card. That credit card has your name on it. And he doesn't have to get everybody's name. He only needs like five people. To do a reading for a few hours. Yes, it's it's really simple. A lot of the people he reads are people he's read before. In other words, (laughs) he it's it's called a hot reading because if you've read for somebody, you you know something about him that you got right. You just make notes of it, and then the next time you see that person appear, you call on them again, and you just elaborate elaborate on what you've already told them. So that's why we picked Thomas John. It was an accident. I've, I've researched lots of psychics. I tend to focus on the psychics that are celebrities, not necessarily the person who is um, you know, the up-and-coming person. There's thousands of them, thousands of them on Facebook. I mean, it's really easy to become a psychic on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever.
0: They're there! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Uh, can I ask you, since you mentioned that, what are your feelings on psychics who... Do not charge because uh, here in the Philippines there is a a group. They call the Esoteric Society of the Philippines. Like I mentioned, that we we are our culture is steeped in lore, with the paranormal. We the culture believes that there are elementals all around us, and sometimes when we are uh, walking in a forest or whatever, we have to say "tabi tabi po." We have to say like it's like saying uh, "excuse me, just just passing through." And it's cultural. I I grew up doing it without even believing it. So it's kind of cultural. And uh, these uh, psychics, this esoteric society of the Philippines, they do not charge. If you have problems with spirits and, again, of the supernatural paranormal nature, if it's a particularly, um, let's say, dangerous one, it's a malevolent spirit, they, they go there and they do it without... Uh, without charging anything even their transportation cost they cover it themselves Uh, I I mean in your opinion in your opinion do you think that's something else
1: you know people are nice people really believe that they are doing a service and that they're helping I, I truly believe there's a lot of people who think that you know making that they've helped people out whether they're really helping them out I don't know. I mean in, in my book I think if you're experiencing grief like real grief like you've had a child who's died or um, you know somebody young, you know it's all, it's awful when it's your parents. But you know when it's somebody who's your age or somebody who's young who's died that you've truly loved, this is a deep grief that that to some people it's it's overwhelming that you can't get through. And I think that they need to either seek out counseling from a grief counselor, or they need to maybe really talk it over with a good friend who is compassionate and, uh, or maybe somebody in the religious uh, world who would, who would help counsel them. Whenever there's groups that are helping, I mean, it's like, okay, that, that's nice, um, but is it really help? Uh, making people more superstitious is that is it really a benefit to society to make a a, a world more superstitious mm-hmm. culturally mm-hmm. it's fun and interesting and I mean um, you know it, here in America we have Santa Claus and and it seems like a really wonderful thing and a wonderful joyful thing until you find out that these the children there are a lot of children who are desperate and um, they don't have any money or they barely can feed themselves and then they wonder why is Santa Claus not helping them out why are mm-hmm. they not getting gifts why is you know maybe I don't maybe I'm not a good person maybe you know maybe there's something wrong with me because these other kids all over the tv are getting presents and having these wonderful happy Christmases and things so so it, it's not there's there's a downside. As well, you know, it seems like you're helping people, but is it really help when you're perpetuating a story or a lie or or a myth? It seems like that that can be harmful to other people who are not, uh, you know, experiencing it in the same way. So yes, yes and no. But in America, a lot of psychics will tell me they don't charge, especially if they have a missing child or or that. A person who isn't charging is just not a successful psychic here in America. They, they haven't found their niche. They're learning. It takes a lot of readings to get good at this. You know, they're trying to attract a TV show. They're trying to attack mm-hmm. something in Vegas or, or whatever. They're trying to make a name for themselves. And what happens when there's a missing child or a missing, you know, mystery in America is that the police are inundated with, oh, I had this dream. and. I'm seeing the number nine and there was a body of water and there was this plant and there was a guy with facial hair and all these things. And the police are just like, leave us alone. We're trying to, (laughs) we're trying to solve this case and you're wasting your time. The families are overwhelmed with people who are coming to their property and wandering around like ghost hunters. And they like, like they saw something on TV and it's okay to go to their property and wander around and, and, and rant about spirits and voices and stuff like that. It's frightening. And the parents are already traumatized. They've been put into a situation that they didn't ask for. It's not something they're used to. And they're like, get away. You know, you're scaring us, just go, you know? So people are well-meaning, but what happens is they latch onto these things. Maybe they really believe it, or they throw enough what is it? Spaghetti at the wall, hoping that one little <laughs> stick is going to stick. And then that's where the media says, hey, they predicted it. The guy had a beard, just like they said he had. It's like, well, they also said he was had red hair. He had no hair. He had, you know, he's it was a woman. They said a lot of things. But the one thing that they got right, that's the only thing that they're focusing on. And it's because they're trying to latch on to something to get um to get the media's attention so that they can go on to their fame. And then, you know, I see these people who will say, and I've heard this too a lot, is people who live in smaller communities and they say, oh, I won't take money for any of my help, but I will help you, I will heal you, I will, I will do these things. I don't want any money. But what ends up happening is they are paid back in respect. Um, they're paid back in this like, oh my gosh, what an amazing person that will help us out they they're given gifts they're given um they're treated as special and so even if you don't take a money for it they're getting something out of it they're getting a feeling of prestige and helping them and going up in status in the community and so on so i think you really have to think about how how is it really helping is is it a good thing you know yeah you helped them this moment but you just lied to them And is that a good thing to say? I I don't know. It, it depends if the person who's listening in feels, can you walk away from it and and just walk away and say, you know, I got something out of it and I, I don't ever have to have anything to do with this again. Or are you going to constantly go back to different kinds of psychics because you believe that they were right this one time and you go back and then you go back and then you go back and you don't get care for the real problem, which is that you are, you're grieving. And, um, you need to get some counseling, probably, and you don't have to have a therapist. But I think there's, I think you should probably talk to somebody and and deal with the grief that you're going through. Long answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's a, it it actually makes a lot of sense. We have, we actually have a few psychics here in the Philippines that are kind of doing that. They are, one psychic who is being bashed online recently is because she would predict natural calamities, disasters. And someone debunked her saying, it's bound to happen. She's saying, it's going to rain. But if you look at the weather, uh, if you just go online and check the weather, you'll see where the, when the storm is coming. So she can say it ahead of time. That's what they're saying. And, yeah, she can. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. And you know what? I, I just thought I am sorry to interrupt you. I just Go lang. It's okay. I just remembered something I wanted to say. There's also harm, serious harm, in the situation where the person who who is responsible is not being counted for. You know, they're not, they're, I, I know of several situations where the person who did the crime is right there, but it hasn't been found out yet. And so the psychics are like, oh, it was, it was this other person that was a stranger that came by. It was this thing that happened, but actually it was the father or the uncle or the mother, but the psychic is like um, leading them off astray, and then also I know of other cases where they are accusing people of something, and they're the person can't defend themselves. Yeah. How do you defend <laughs> yourself from it? I, I know of one uh, uh, Thomas John did. I just right off the top of my head, somebody call, was doing a Zoom reading with him, and I was watching it, and she was saying her 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 brother had died in a facility, you know, home for, you know, didn't, he didn't have any money, but he had, he was an alcoholic. He had chronic heart problems. He had, he was overweight, all kinds of medical issues, very bad ones. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said to the psychic, she says, I, they wouldn't do an autopsy on him when he died. They said it costs too much money. They said, they, we don't know the exact cause of death. And then the psychic said, I think it's the facility i think they did something i think they they were they were doing harming him somehow and she's like that's what i always thought too now i've heard psychics do this many times they're making accusations against people and places and that person can't defend themselves and isn't that wrong to to make this accusation you're 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 already in very bad health and you're and he's accusing the facility Come on now, even if it, even even still, it is wrong for them to do that kind of thing because it's harming somebody, especially somebody who can't defend themselves. I can't. How do you say? No, we didn't. We just didn't think there was a reason we needed to do an, a, a coroner's report on him because he had chronic heart problems. And the doctor said he died of a heart condition. So why do we have to spend the money and time to cut this person up to know if he died of a heart attack? Just because somebody had a feeling, come on. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I just I had thought of that earlier, and I wanted to make sure I got that
0: out. That also, uh, well, not I haven't seen it, but I've I've read of that uh, happened before. That there have been accusations also of uh, saying that uh, vague, vague accusations sometimes describing someone who they haven't seen actually. But yeah, going back to my story of. The, there's this psychic now here who is being bashed online because she would predict these these things and someone accused her of being of scamming them because she asked for a pledge and uh she was she was saying it's a pledge it's not payment it's a pledge and people are like you still ask for payment and you still it, 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 people here consider it scamming yeah yeah. It's, a, it's gift,
1: a gift, and now I need
0: a gift. <laughs> but she asked for it. She actually asked it. Because again, uh, some uh, we have a story of another mom here who guested with us. That uh, that same mom who felt that her, her kids were seeing uh, spirits, she got in touch with another another psychic, and so she paid. And the psychic told her what she already knew. And she had another question. So she texted that psychic, and the psychic said, Okay, that will be so-and-so amount <laughs> just another right. question and you have to charge for that and...
1: there's a lot of money in this business yeah. there's billions of dollars and a lot of it is cash
0: uh. so the
1: psyches don't <laughs> claim it on their taxes or in america they get into religion
0: Ah, and yes, in yes.
1: america that's tax deductible so sylvia brown i don't know if you know who she is she's she's died now but she was a very popular psychic in america for a very long time and she formed a church Wow! and um all the donations went to the church so there was no tax taxes on any of her income in the church and then and nobody would look into it because you don't attack the church yes. so course there's there's tons of money in this trust me you know they buy readings they buy uh, amulets candles special stones uh, a prayer a day it's just so
0: cruel you know i have special stones Susan. <laughs> what do you got i have special stones Oh, you have a special stone? This is just like, I have to pray over it, but this is just like a, a dollar. Oh. <laughs> it isn't <innocent and> expensive.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if it makes you happy, I've got lots of things here too that just are my special things that I like. <laughs> we should probably get over to. too. Operation Onion Ring. People oh yeah, are go. Probably going. What What is this onion ring? Yeah, <laughs> I probably have no idea. And and I feel bad. I will just sit here and talk with you for a few hours, and people will go. When are they going to get to the onion ring? Because I'm getting hungry. I'm thinking about onion rings. <laughs> is it a popular food in the uh,
0: in uh, the Philippines? It's one of my favorites. In in uh, I know I'm not sure there if you, you have go. it there. Uh, racks. they have this uh, onion ring uh, tower. So yeah, we love onion rings here. <laughs> So some
1: people are going mm, yeah. you know, it's an onion
0: rings. yeah we could we could go
1: so we should go to the story yeah all right so we picked up the psychic Thomas john i've been following him for I, I mean I've done lots of psychics but the thomas john is just makes it so easy and he does these zoom things all through the pandemic he was doing all these zoom things and he'd have like two or three hundred people on the call and I'd be there and I have a team of people who work with me and they're called the gorilla skeptics and we we they don't know who we are i mean i'm pop i'm known my, my face and my name are known so my team usually goes in and does these things but thomas john um his tv show was canceled it was only one season he did another one that was canceled he had this gig in vegas and he said i'm going to be here forever you know i have this this room at caesar's palace in vegas and he didn't see that there was a pandemic coming. He didn't say a thing yeah. about it. So, uh, which is odd. Yeah. You know, how come no psychic? I went to all this. Just as a side, I went to all the famous psychics. I went to every one of their social media and their websites. Not a single one predicted the the COVID, and every single one of them had an event scheduled during COVID. So I don't know why they scheduled an event happening in COVID time, if they knew COVID was coming, but. Not a single one predicted it. You think they would? I think that's a kind of a big miss. You you didn't notice this happening. So Thomas John uh, did a lot of Zoom events with adults, and then he decided he was going to do a Zoom event called a Spirit Circle with eight children, ages five to twelve years old. He put out this notice. He says, "I'm going to be doing this event. It's four hundred American dollars, which is a lot of money." And it was two hours with these eight children and the child had to have a parent with them. And he said, you know, that he was asked to do this and that, you know, so much, so many people really wanted this to happen. And, and I said, that's the line in the sand. You can't do readings for children. Yes. Five years old. I mean, of course you can do it, but you shouldn't do this. This was, this was not, a, a good idea it's wrong. It's so wrong. i it, it was over zoom and it was happening he announced it like in december and it was going to happen in april this last april that just passed so i thought i've got five months i can get this canceled so i tried you know zoom i talked to zoom no they didn't care they didn't answer i tried going to the place he gets the pay you know mm-hmm. the, the the money yeah they didn't answer i said this is exploit." Exploitive to yes. children. Yes, he didn't. They didn't care. Um, I went to all. I went to the media. I went to everybody who would listen to me and said, "Look, this shouldn't happen. This is not okay. This is dangerous to be manipulating the memories of children who who are very young, their family members, and their parents who have died, you know, a year or two ago. You know, it's not right to be to be doing this." And so. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this uh, Professor um, Steven Novella he's a doctor of Neurology at Yale University and he's A member of our community And he has a very popular podcast called The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe And he wrote an article as a medical doctor Saying you know this is not a Really good idea to be to do this So he put out this article And Thomas John saw the article And he just ridiculed it he said Oh that guy's just crazy you know And I'm like oh This is awful. I can't get this canceled. So, you know, the months are ticking by. It's March. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I I really think this is dangerous and not helpful and harmful to children. And so uh, what I did is I went to the media even more aggressively. And people said, oh, yeah, I'm really interested. And one one news agency said, we want to do a story on it, but we want to watch it. We want to be in the room, the Zoom room watching this and i said no i don't want it to happen this is this is dangerous and it shouldn't happen so i don't want you to be in the zoom room because i wanted it to be canceled and they're like well we're not interested then they wanted to see it happen and then i said okay fine so i wrote an article about it saying you know please anybody in power who can do this so if you're doing it over zoom there's no place right if he was going to have this added venue of- yeah Place, then I could go to the media of that town. I could try to get the event canceled at that place. I could go and try to pressure him to cancel it. But when it's Zoom, you can't can't, because there's no. Who are you going to talk to? Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, it was very frustrating, and I was very depressed. And I said, about three days before the event in April, I said, "Well, it's going to happen." He had been saying on social media that. Um, It was almost sold out. Now, there was only eight spots. So he said it's almost sold out. He had been saying that for months. And I thought, okay, well, if I can get a ticket, I'll do something. So here's the plan. Okay, so hopefully this doesn't lose any of the listeners. And you guys will have to stop and ask me questions because (laughs) it gets a little confusing.
0: It's okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So what I did is I opened up an email account Mm -hmm. with a fake email. With a generic name, it was like Pat Martin, and Pat could be guy, it could be girl, you know. It's kind of like whatever. So I went to my Facebook friends and I said on Facebook, "I need a I need a child who's twelve, somebody who looks like they're twelve, <laughs> who could be assist me on a psychic event, yeah, on a particular day. But that child has to have an adult with them, yeah, that's willing to devote a couple hours to this, and and." It was really hard because people, people are like, I want to do it. But my 12 year old or my, you know, my 13 year old or 14 year old won't do it. They were embarrassed. They didn't want to do it. They're like, no, I don't want to do that. It's awful. So I found somebody who um, from New Zealand. Okay. And it's actually somebody I know. And her daughter was 14 and she says, I could be 12. And her daughter said she would do it. So I'm like, aha, I have, I have a, 12-year-old I was aiming at a 12-year-old because I didn't think I was going to find a five-year-old or a six-year-old or anything like that so I was looking for somebody who could play the part of a 12-year-old so I went and I made a fake account and then I I interviewed the mother and the daughter and I said if there is a psychic out there who's going to be in contact with you what would they find what would be the obvious things they would find who has died you know that they would be in contact with. And what are their names? And she okay. tells me her history, you know, it'd probably be this person or that person because I needed to create a story to tell the psychic. And it couldn't match anything that really was real in that New Zealand group's family. It's okay? all made up. I yeah. haven't lost you so far, right?
0: No, no, it's all made up, yeah.
1: I need, a new, I need a story that's completely different from what their real life is. So I made a fake email and I reached out to... Thomas John and his assistant. And I said, look, if there's a ticket left over, I'm I'm playing the part of this uh, woman in New Zealand. I mean, emailing him, I said, if I'd like to get a ticket, I know it's last minute. But my daughter, and I gave her a fake name, Ida, is having really bad time in school. Um, She's very stressed out because of COVID. Her grandmother in, in London died during the covid and we haven't been able to go visit they can't come here you know we so my daughter's stressed she's yeah. very stressed yeah. her grades are, are plummeting you know i just made up a story and i didn't have time to write fake facebook accounts yes. which is what i've done with some of the other events yes. i just didn't have time so i just wrote an email i said here's the situation we really like to be here at your spirit circle for children and i know i'm buying the ticket the last minute my daughter's name is this, my name is this. I'm a nurse in New mm. Zealand and yeah. I live here. And when I wrote the email to him, I had my friends in New Zealand read it to make sure I was writing it like a New Zealander would oh. write. <laughs> you know, with the spelling and the the they said kia ora which is a way of saying good day, happy, you know, it's like nice to meet you. So I I I used the phrases of New Zealand and put that in the email. It was like a paragraph long it's in the article so you can read it, but it's, yeah. it was very short. And I, and I bought a ticket. Now when I bought the ticket, I had to go get cash out of my, my bank account. And I had to go to a, we, a department, a store where I bought a fake visa, not a fake, but a visa card. It mm-hmm. wasn't connected to my name. Okay. Because I know this psychic before I bought a ticket using my name and used a fake name and he linked it up. Because he gets an email from, from them saying the purchaser's name and the last four digits of the credit card and their address and phone number. Because when you register, you're giving him your name, your address, your phone number, your email, and the last four digits of your of your Visa card. Okay. So I had to buy a card that wasn't connected to anything. I bought it at the store. To
0: your name. Yeah.
1: Okay. I had the person in New Zealand, just, just to be careful. I gave her the Visa card and she ordered it. So it came from New Zealand. And we created a fake address and a fake phone number, but they were real. So like if you had done a Google search, a Google like a Earth, yeah. you would see
0: it's a real it, yeah. It
1: was a real place. And yeah. same with the phone number. So anyway, we did that. And then I, I have my ticket to get into the Zoom event. And she's so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I didn't tell them the story of what yeah. it is. The that I had told the psychic. So the psychic knows. I know. That's about it. They know a little bit. They know a little because they gotta have some kind of information of why they're there. They had fake names. So what happened is we changed the zoom screen so that her name on the zoom screen is her name, right? It says Pat Martin or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna condense this a little bit. It's okay. Because it gets really confusing and they can read the article if they want to. What happens? is now this i'm revealing a little bit that's not in the article so if you're listening and you guys are interested in this this is how i did it when you are using a zoom event and anybody who's been doing a lot of zoom which a lot of people have is sometimes you have problems with your phone or your your computer the audio is on your phone and your video is on your computer so you have to sign in twice Right, so you probably mute your phone. So like, they'll like like here with his his Zoom right now. See how his name is there and it's muted. Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I did. Is she signed in as herself with her daughter sitting yes. next to her with her name Pat Martin. Yeah. And I signed in a second later. Okay. With my phone, but it looked like a phone. We changed it to her name and then we wrote iPhone. Okay. So like I said, Pat Martin's iPhone. Yes, okay. And muted it. So the psychic sees two accounts. They see two screens, but he thinks it's just one person who's just got a connection problem. Yeah. But what's actually happening... You're listening in. Just like he's doing right now. See, his screen is black at this moment. He's muted. But he can see and hear us just fine. Yes, yes. He can see everything that is on the screen at this moment. But the psychic and you and I can't see him. Yeah. So I changed mine over to to this icon of the duck. See the duck right there. Okay. <laughs> and I just muted myself. Okay. So I looked like a I looked like a duck that was just sitting there. But I can film him. I had my I had my iPhone on a tripod filming the video, and I was broadcasting it to Facebook Live in a group that that the the group that I belong to, the group that is my team, yeah. the, the gorilla of skeptics. Yeah. So they can see it live. live. And so there's there's eight kids in this room with their parents. Some of them were six years old. Wow. And it was horrible because he was just manipulating these emotions of these children.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was, it was, I was appalled. I felt sick. Yes. Because he was he was making claims about these children and their dead parents and their dead grandparents. And you could tell that the parent, the parent that was paid the four hundred dollars, was the one who really wanted the reading, because you can't read a six-year-old. Yeah. What kind of life has a six-year-old had? <laughs> they're reading the parents' yeah. social media yeah. and just saying, "Your grandmother, your great grandmother, or whatever." They're just making yeah. he's you know that's so they're not reading a six-year-old, but he's sitting here having these conversations with these children, and it was cruel. Uh, one little girl. Um, several of the little of the kids said, I am not dreaming about my parent, my daddy, or my grandmother anymore. And I feel bad because I want them to be connected to me. And, and I, in other words, these children are moving on with their grief. They don't have as much grief as their parent does. And the parent is, keeps pulling the child back into the grief. Don't you remember, Mm -hmm. don't you, don't you remember how, and your, your mommy is watching over you and see the psychic says your mommy's. The children are just being children and they're trying to live their lives and move on. You know, they don't have that connection. They don't remember their father anymore. And yes, that's sad. But the idea that their father is watching them. Now, think about that. As a boy, think about grandma always watching you. Dead grandma, (laughs) always watching you. Even when you're alone yeah. in your rooms yeah. <laughs> and your life, think about what that feels yeah. like. Yeah. Grandma's watching me. Yeah. It's not good for the mental health of a person to think that somebody's always watching them. They don't understand. Oh, well, sometimes it's just like, how do you have relationships with people? How do you, how do you do things in life if you think a dead grandmother is watching over you and is going to tell on you, right? Okay, so. just just thinking about these things that are probably happening in these kids' minds. You know, this is dangerous. And some of the children said, when I was little, I had, a, I could see spirits and now it's fading and I can't see it anymore. And one of the little girls, she was 11 or 12. She, you could tell that she felt like she was no longer special. And uh, the mother was like, you know, kind of like, well, she'll get the power back where she'll be able to do that someday. And in other words, She'll be special someday. And and it felt like I wanted to reach out and hug that little girl and say, you are special now. You don't have to be, you know, believing like your parents and thinking that you're seeing dead people to be special. Go on with your life. Do the things you want. He was telling some of the kids, "Um, I see you that you love animals. (laughs) You like art. I think you're going to do something with animals and art someday when you grow up. He okay. was like, really?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A child likes animals. You're kidding me. Wow. $400. I would have paid a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> it was just, and then they say there's music. He's he's your father's sending you music. Well, What does that mean? It's just music. That's popular at the time. There's music that, you know, that, and, and it appears, what's the odds of you're going to be driving in a car and the car next to you is got the music on that you used to listen to with your dad. I think the odds are pretty darn good because music is popular and that's why you listen to it. I mean, it's not like some obscure song from from Norway or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be some pop song or something that yeah. you and your father listen to. Yes. Uh, and then they say, oh, he's sending you coins. Which is ridiculous. I mean, these are the, just like the basic psychic 101, like day one, I'm going to be a psychic. Yeah. That's what you say. I'm sending you coins. What coins? Well, they mean nothing. A coin could be, they look at the year and then they say, oh, look, that's the year my dad went to high school. Oh, okay. That's the year he graduated. So he, it must be from my dad. It's like, well, if you see a coin with a year on it, you could come up with almost anything that's the day he was born that's the day his mom was born that's the day somebody died that's the day that he went to school that's the day his first kiss that's the day he went to college that's the day he graduated from college that's the day he went to his job i mean there's so many years associated with a year in somebody's life that you can make a match if you want to match in so, your mind
0: you can make it up yourself you could make the connection yourself Yeah. because you
1: want to connect you want to believe so bad so you're going to try so anyway, what happened is he did six readings of these kids and as my team is in Facebook live there's they can see what's on the name of the screen of the mother. Okay, so they're googling this mother and in the same time that we're on the screen when he's giving the reading we're looking at their Facebook page too. So we can see. Like one woman, he said, oh, I see that you spent weekends at a, at a lake. And it was, it was a lake that you have some fond memories of. And my team is, is reporting, yeah, she's got a property for sale on a lake. And in the comments, it's saying how much she used to spend her, had great memories of spending time with her family on this lake. Here's the phone number to call if you want to, you, um, you know, have information about the property. We were looking at it at the same time he's talking. So he's yeah. talking about these things, and we're like, "Oh yeah, I bet you he's going to mention the dog died too." Yep, there's the dog died, you know. So he's talking about it too. <laughs> so, so he was
0: scrolling also. He was while well, you were scrolling I don't think down. He was. Okay. Oh yeah, but yeah, someone else. Was. Someone else. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they could have done this beforehand because they know who the person is beforehand. I'm only knowing who the person is. They're doing a reading for right yeah. at the time that they're doing the reading. So we're doing it in real time, but it just takes a couple minutes. I mean, you can find these people pretty quickly. There was one woman we couldn't figure out who she was, but that doesn't mean he didn't know who she was because, um, you know, she would have given him her email and stuff. But all the things he told her were so general that it was it was the one I think that he was saying uh, about the little boy. He says, I see something about a kite and that you're flying a kite with and and. A lot of them, too, were you could tell the parents had had medium readings a lot with the child because they're saying usually the medium is able to get this. And then the site, he said, yes, absolutely. I'm getting that exact same thing, too. You know, or they'd say, who's the young man who died? And then the mother's like, oh, that must be my cousin. His name is George. And he died, on. you know, he died from this. <laughs> She's telling him everything. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. yes, that's what I'm getting. George, that makes sense. He died young, right? Yes, he died young. That's what, he's just repeating what Charity told him. Yes. What happens is he's giving the readings to these kids. And it's heartbreaking. And I'm videotaping it. You know, I'm videoing it. And, um, oh, at one point he said, he said, there's nine, there's 10 screens here. Yeah. Because there was him and eight people. But there was another person there. And he says, oh, don't worry about that one because it's extra. But what he was talking about was me.
0: Yeah, your screen.
1: My screen. Now I'm his biggest critic. I am the one that that has been writing about. I've got like 10, 12 articles on him. I am the biggest pain in the ass to this guy. And he can't see it's me. And the money that I use to pay for this came from James Randi Foundation. They gave me the money to be able to do this. So if you can't tell that your biggest critic is sitting there staring at you and the money that we spent to go to this is coming from one of the biggest skeptics debunkers in the world next to Houdini, James Randi, how could you not... How, well, you should turn in your psychic creds right there. You should be fired.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's being like the worst
1: psychic in the world if you can't see that. Yes. So to, to make the story a little shorter, um, it comes to my New Zealand person. He's giving her a reading. And not only did he call them by the names that we gave him, the fake names, but he went and told the same story that I gave him. In- your, your grandmother died she was in London. You guys are, haven't been able to see each other and that, uh, your grades are plummeting and, and this is really awful and how, how horrible and, and your grandmother would want you to get better grades. So you need to start taking school seriously and getting good grades. And the little girl's like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and the mother's like, you know, answering however she answers. Yeah. So the thing is, is that I sent that person, I paid for their ticket. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he couldn't tell. Yeah. And so then the big surprise comes in is that I have another person in there. The next reading is also mine. I paid for. Okay. Because when I bought the tickets, I thought, okay, I'm in. And then another person said, I'll do it. I'll do it. She's 14 or 15. She says, I'll do it. My mom will help me. And so they're in Utah, Mm -hmm. United States. And so they said they would do it and I bought a ticket and I made another fake account and I had to get another visa card and I made up another story. So I had two, two yeah. of the two eight plans. people were mine Yeah. and he couldn't tell. They had fake stories, fake email, fake, you know, the visa was a different visa and they're on the screen and he couldn't tell that they. he went and repeated what was in the emails
0: so, so everything he told them was also not true? The whole reading, that the whole time he was reading? Like, the
1: whole time. There was nothing in there that he told them. And then he would make up stuff like, um, I see your grandmother and you making cupcakes together. And there's a man with a garden. He's older. He's like way older. And there's a farm. I mean, so it's just general stuff that should apply to anybody. So, you know, it wasn't part of the story. It was just like he had to fill... About 10 minutes. So we paid $400 a person. So it was $800. Wow. <laughs> we got about 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes, more like eight minutes of a reading from him. And we listened to all these stories. And then the next day, and we don't expose him. I'm not going to expose him. That would be ridiculous. But I I took the video that I recreated and we, we went through all the accounts and we were able to see these other parents. The next day, they sent me a video. I got it twice because that's what they do is they send you the recording of the, of the event. Of the
0: yeah. So they,
1: so they still didn't know. And they sent me the, the whole recording. So I had everything and I've trans it's been transcribed. So we've been able to analyze everything he said, and we have the video and we can, you know, I have clips, but I can't release the video because it has these children. In yes. It. yes. And um, in the article I wrote, I changed all their names. Yeah. And like, I would change things like if it said lake, such and such lake, I changed it to a different lake, you know, nothing that would, nothing that would really just remove the personal stuff. Like, like sometimes he would say, um, uh, you know, just, just trying to make it so it wasn't identifiable, but um, the video of my, my two people and their mothers, I have that video and I have It all, everybody else is grayed out. So you can only hear the readings of my people that I have, I have that I'm probably going to release it somewhere. But anyway, so the thing is, is that I busted this guy so many times and his, his, uh, and I write an article about it and, you know, I hear from people all the time. They say, I got a reading from him. And then I realized that he, he got all the information from my Facebook page. And now I feel very harmed. You know, one woman, she said that she cried for days when she realized that the person she was talking to wasn't her dead husband. It was him making it up. What he read on her Facebook, he was just repeating it. And then I hear from people all the time, oh, he's helping people. He's helping them. And um, maybe some of it's true, or you're just a liar. And then people will tell me, yes, this person is a fraud, but not my psychic.
0: Mm. And I hear that
1: all the time, yeah, they say just because you expose this person doesn't mean that my psyche that I always see because and then they tell me a story that is not you can't verify it, it's based on emotion, you know, they'll say, just like you said, they verified it because they said things that they couldn't have said known. it's like, yeah, I think that the, it is um you know, noble. I wrote an article on this. They say, there's no way the psychic could have known. I get that. Uh, Yes, I
0: saw that link. I saw that link. Yeah,
1: And it's like, there's hundreds of ways the psychic could know. But what mostly happens is the story is repeated. And we repeat the story again. And we're storytellers. We're humans. We like people. We're social animals. So we embellish the story. And we remember it a little different each time. So the story you first tell the first time, might not be exactly the same story you tell the last time. Because most people don't have audio. They don't have the video. They just yeah. get the reading, and then they, they, they tell you what they want to remember, the hits. Yeah. I had a woman who gave me, um, she wrote to me, she says, I don't know how they did it, but this person was so exact. There was no way. And I, and I said, do you have the video or audio? And she says, I have a, a, a recording. I said, fantastic, send me the audio. She says, I haven't listened to it in years. So she had to take it off a cassette tape. That's how old it was. And she put it on an, MP, made it an MP3 and she was going to send it to me. And then she sent me a message. She says, I just re-listened to it now that I have it off the cassette and I haven't heard it for years. And the things I remembered him saying are not what he said. She says, now that I'm listening to it again. I said, well, send it to me anyway, because I'd be curious to listen to it. And so she said, so she sent it to me and I got maybe 10 minutes into it and I took a lot of notes and I said, you were sitting in the room with the guy, right? And she says, yes. I said, you were agreeing to almost everything he was saying and you were leading. Like if Mm. he would say something like, uh, you know, she says, how did he know where I lived and how he, how did he know, um, you know uh that i had spent a lot of time in the desert and i'm like well he's looking at you and you probably have you look like a person who's lived in a desert with like like in new mexico or arizona like turquoise jewelry mm-hmm. and you know that kind of person who would live in that kind of lifestyle you know i i don't look like somebody who'd be living in a desert not with my light skin. <laughs> <nice>. No, <laughs> I, i'm like keep me indoors you know um Uh, for those out there who aren't, who aren't seeing the video, I'm very light skinned and I do not look like somebody who spent any time whatsoever outdoors (laughs) in the sun. And, (laughs) but um, she, I said, you can hear in your voice that you're agreeing at with, he would say something and you would be, yes, that's absolutely right because of this. And she would, she would feed him information. And then he would just respond saying, yeah, but you know, you don't remember it that way because um we we well first off we want to believe and we possibly paid money so we want oh. to get our money's worth and so we're gonna we're gonna hook on to anything they say because we badly want the reading to go well and for them to communicate with your dead person and so you know she was like oh i am really embarrassed now that i listened to this thing i i didn't realize i was being so giving him all the information. I said, well, these psychics don't feel bad. These psychics are good at this. They've done thousands of readings. It's a trick. Just because you don't know how it's done. I like to give the analogy that if you go see a magician and they and they go up on stage and they cut a woman in half and they pull her apart and then they put her back together and she gets out of the box and she walks on stage. We don't really think he cut her in half and then he put her back together, do we? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a trick. Yeah. You just don't know how it's done. It's very clever, but it's a trick. It's a trick. I mean, nobody in the audience calls uh, the police in the hospital. He just cut her in half. Yeah. Emergency crew, get here. (laughs) You know, nobody really believes that's happening. And so that's kind of what's happening with the psychics. They're making this outrageous claim that they're speaking and communicating to dead people. But really, do you really believe that? I don't know. I'm not so sure. I think that sometimes people want to just be entertained. And I think people are lonely. And and I think that people really want to talk about the most important person in their lives, which is themselves. Yeah. And when you have a psychic giving you a reading, they're talking about you. You.
0: Yes. It feels
1: amazing. It feels so good to have somebody who's so focused on every move you make and every, and when you say, you know. You know, I need to know about my love life. And they're like, I'll tell you all about your love life. Yeah, and The person is right around the corner from you. And, you know, you just haven't been looking in the right places. And that, person, you know, of course, it feels amazing. It feels really good to feel like somebody's really giving you their full attention.
0: And telling you this. Story. So,
1: I mean, I don't feel I, it's not the fault of the of the sitter. That's what we call them. Oh, OK. And especially if they're grieving. you know are conditioned to believe this is true it's not their fault i mean they they don't know any different and they don't know any better and they don't know the tricks i've been doing this for years i i mean i can see the trick it's like it's like one of those puzzles where you're staring at it for a very long time and then when you see the trick you know like an optical illusion then you can't not see it You, you you're like I always see the same optical illusion. You can't not see it the way you saw it the first time. And that's what yes. it is with these with these psychics. Is every time I look at, you're watching them perform, and you're like, "This isn't even good. This person is <laughs> horrible," and then the audience is crying. Yes, and yes. they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're so blessed," and you're going, like, "Oh, this is just excruciating. It's the worst I've ever seen," and and you feel like I can't unsee that. I cannot see it. You know, you're nodding in agreement, and he just you're saying, Oh my uncle, he was the best, Uncle Bob. He was so great, he was so good, and uh, you know, and he loved chocolate. And we used to always go to the store and get chocolate, and and the psychic's like, Yes, that's exactly what he's telling me right now, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and then after they leave the reading, they say, The psychic knew not only yes all these things that he knew about the chocolate now tell me how did he know about the chocolate
0: you just said it
1: but they don't remember that yeah and there's no recording so they leave saying i heard you know the psychic is amazing and and i have to go back and get more readings from him i'm going to buy his book and i'm going to recommend him to my friends and then they'll say if you start going to a, a regular medium oh that's hot reading you go to the reading and again, they've read you before. They know who your mm, dead yeah. people
0: are. Yeah, they have more and, information. And the
1: problems in your life. And they say, you know, I'm here because my, I, I, I think my husband might be cheating on me. Well, is that really fair to your, your spouse? <laughs> they might not be cheating on you. And here's the psychic going, yeah, I think that they are. I think you're, you know, do you, your best friend. I think he's got, you know, he's, he's having, you know, with your best friend. That might not be true. Is it, is it fair to your best friend and to your husband that now you have this in your mind thinking that he's cheating and no, that's wrong. It should not be allowed. You should not be able to manipulate people's emotions like that and plant false ideas in their head. So that's where, that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know, it's just harmful.
0: There are psychics we've talked to who say you should have, uh, I forgot what they call it, but it's like they have, they set boundaries, they say there are some things that we do not tell that person anymore. Like that. If, you feel, if, you've, if they've seen something like that, they do not say it anymore because they know it's more trouble than it's worth. And it's unfair for, again, like the same thing you said.
1: You know, but you, you're, you're right. These people could easily, if, if a psychic wanted to manipulate a person, they sure could do it. Yes. And some have some sort of ethics. Either maybe it's ethics or maybe it's, They don't know if they could get away with it and they could get in a lot of trouble. Maybe they've already been busted for it in the past. I saw saw Sylvia Brown at one of the shows. She said something about, uh, the woman was asking about her, will she get married or whatever? And she says, no, he's cheating on you. And he was sitting next to her. (laughs) And she just said, dump that dude. He's cheating on you. I mean, really? I mean, that was just, how do, how do?
0: What are your plans with, with, Thomas, with Thomas John, with exposing him? Or just have you tried getting the media? Because what he did with the children, is, I feel it's really wrong. I think more people should know about it.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I'm glad you're allowing me to talk to your listeners. I, I really, I, I, it hurt. It felt really bad. Like I said, I had to listen to it over and over. And it was just abuse. And um, if you go to his Wikipedia page... Okay. It's there.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's mentioned
1: on the Wikipedia page. And uh, Wikipedia is the, is like the one-stop shop is where people will say, oh, and people write to me all the time. They'll say, I was wondering if Thomas John had, uh, had a relationship and kids or if he was, you know, where he went to school. You know, they had some curiosity about who he is and they went and they Googled his name or they went to Wikipedia. And they found the Wikipedia page, and then they read it, and they read the citations, which are mostly my articles. And they said, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea." And then they'll write to me, and they'll say, "You know what? Now that I think about it, everything he did tell me was on my Facebook page." You know, and one woman wrote, and she told me that he was in. She had a private reading with him, and she says um, he mentioned a person's name, like. Uh, Alexander just like that she says he mentioned a name of, of somebody who had died whose name is Alexander and that he wanted to be in contact with me and his name is Alexander she says I knew there was something wrong because my this person who was in t- the like I say it's an uncle my uncle hated the name Alexander nobody called him Alexander we all called him Chuck she says there's no way he would use the name Alexander to reach out to me she says the only place that his name is Alexander is on his obituary.
0: Uh, and
1: so she says he there's that's the only place that Thomas John could have gotten it from is the obituary. And as soon as I saw him, he, he was trying to tell me that Alexander was being in touch. I knew something was wrong because there's just no way. And so she says, and then I found this article that you'd written about how Thomas John reads Facebook and obituaries and things like that. And she says, so it was obvious. And we caught him. Um, I don't, do you know what webinars are? Yes. You know, really. Okay. So so some psychics sell sell classes. <laughs> they do uh, webinars, yeah. like on how yeah. to read chakras and space orbs, or I don't know, whatever it is. They have lectures that they sell to believers for a lot of money. And so it was a recorded interview. So we bought it. And we one of my team members listened to the whole thing. And he had at one point, imagine you're on a screen and you have one screen and for some reason you want to show something like you yourself, you want to show something to me and you're going to screen share or whatever. And sometimes you screen share to the wrong screen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what he did is he screen shared to a Google screen. And um he then he messed up and then he screen shared to his inbox for his email. Okay. <laughs> now it's only there for a for a brief yeah. moment and yeah, then he goes yeah. to the screen he really wants to show you. But we're we're looking at a video. So we can pause, stop the video at a frame, and now we have a picture of his inbox and his Google screen. So what we noticed on his inbox, and I have these screenshots. This isn't just a story I'm telling. Yeah, yeah. I have these screenshots used in several of the articles. On one of the screens, it has his inbox, and he has up in the corner um, a bookmark for a, a, a website called Intellis. And Intellis is a like a search engine for like a private investigator. Like if you want to find out the goods on on somebody, you can go into this program. You have to pay but you go in and you will be able to invest. You get a subscription. So you pay like $50 a month and you can do all the searches you want. It'll tell you like, if they've been like their homes that they've had in the past, um, if they've had a speeding ticket. I went and I was playing around with it with my own name and it pulled up my my in-laws' names, where they've lived. It had like anybody who's ever been on a, maybe co-signed anything for me, uh, anything that was legal of any kind, it pulled it's up there. like um, past employers, um, where I'd lived. It had all kinds of information on me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "This is easy." So if you've got us yeah. there's a lot of yeah. websites out there that will do this. How hard is that to find something on a person? I mean, that'd be really easy to find out. And then the other thing we noticed is on his Google screen. Sometimes you, in the Google search bar, you know how you. You, your past searches of things yes, of Google yes, yes. will start to kind of like populate, like it'll say, you'll start typing the word G-O-O yeah. to yeah. type in the word Google, and then other things will come up underneath. Past searches. Like you pos- Yeah, past searches. Maybe you mean this? Did you want this? Yes. Did you want this? But what was populating were obituaries <laughs> for people who lived in other parts of the world. I mean, you know, other places, like it said, it said the name of the newspaper, it's in the name of the person and it's and the city, so it's it'd be like um, Minneapolis, Minnesota Star, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, George Floyd, George, <laughs> uh, like uh, Elizabeth Anderson, yeah. um, in city such and such, and that populated, and it's and you could see like several of those where he was Google searching and he had he had visited these obituaries in the past. Yes, I have a screenshot of it. And I can go and look, and we did. We went and looked, and there's their obituaries of these people. So he had done a Google search or whatever search for these people's obituaries. Now, why would a psychic need to be reading an (laughs) obituary page? Is it because they wanted to check and see if they had it right? I think it's more likely he was looking up their obituary. So it's probably people who he has done searches, you know, had readings for in the past, And that just come i mean so these things are on his wikipedia page which is where most people find information about somebody so it's there also i do all the interviews i possibly can and allow people and it's great that i'm reaching out to an audience that is paranormal minded because now hopefully people watching will think about what i'm saying yeah uh, I think your audience is respectful enough that we'll, they will be open to what I'm saying. I'm sure they're going to say, "But what about this experience <laughs> I had? You can't explain it, Susan, because there was this guy who,
0: especially in the Philippines, in the Philippines there are yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of lot of lot uh, of experiences here. Yeah,
1: I was in China mm. and uh, doing a lecture, and um, we were being driven around China by a driver who just spoke Chinese. And the people in the car translated, you know, he was the driver. In China, you don't drive, you have a driver. You know, that's just the way it is over there. It, um, um, there's just, you can't have your own private car necessarily. So the guy, the driver was telling us, you know, I think you guys, you guys are like, don't believe in ghosts or something. And, and we're like, you know, trying to be respectful. And he says, I tell you that ghosts are real because my grandmother died she came back as a butterfly, and she stayed with us for a week. And we thought, well, how do you know it was your grandma? You know, no, could it was feel my it. grandmother. Yeah, she was here. She stayed around for a week. And I'm thinking, well, number one, how do you know it was the same butterfly uh, for a week? Did somebody like watch it the whole time yeah. or something? But it, but there was no, there was no argument. How do you make an argument yeah. about that? <laughs> he can. says, if you say that's your grandmother. I don't know how you know it's your grandmother, but if you say it is, I can't prove it isn't. So if you wanna believe it's grandma, fine. But I'm saying, I think there's harm there because what's gonna happen when, you know, you believe that's grandma and then a bird comes in and goes and bites it and eats it and is gone. Or somebody steps on it and that grandma's butterfly is gone. I mean, isn't that like to the children aren't they're gonna be like, yeah. Go grandma again? you know i mean it, I, I can't <laughs> imagine that <thing. laughs> i guess they'd say well she's reincarnated as something else now but you know and the bird that ate her was that really you know maybe it was grandpa or maybe it was somebody who hated her i i don't know i mean this the things you can tell yourself over and over but i don't think it's a good idea to tell children that that you know, butterflies are sent by dad or grandma is sending you butterflies and then the child goes out to the car and sees butterflies smashed on the windshield. From I mean, how many grandmas are that that are on your windshield that have been smashed?
0: But I, I've, I feel you'll be slightly surprised that, again, maybe, let's say, 80% of the psychics we've talked to, this was mentioned, I think, by Ray, 80% of the psychics we've talked to are actually skeptics in a way because we've talked to this again you don't have to believe, th- believe this I'm just telling this, their story uh, we talked to this psychic who is a photographer he told me I don't believe everything right away he said even if he's seen a lot of these things and he's a photographer and one time there was this supposed to be this place somewhere a province here and they said they, they saw Mama Mary in one of the areas so he was asked to go there so he went there and he, since he's a photographer, he checked the angles and he already found out it's just a play of light. I think it was in one of your articles uh, about the the woman seen in the Gettysburg, is that it? I, I forgot, I think it's when...
1: I'm sure, yeah, I have yeah. friends that write so articles a, about stuff like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was a, he, he knew, being able to see all these things, he knew it was a play of the light. So he, But he just didn't, he decided that he didn't want to tell it to the people he didn't say anything he just didn't he just didn't say anything but he knew if you put your camera at a certain angle you'd get that with the shadows from the trees you get that same image so again he was a he was a psychic you could see he could see he saw his dead grandmother but he was a skeptic as well for some things well again i'm just telling their story to you
1: well i i i, I think most people are good people who who really do feel like they should help and and you just made my point there by saying that he didn't want to tell them the bad news he went along with it and that's because we're social people that we don't we don't want to cause harm to people we don't want to we don't want to ruin the i, I don't want to say ruin the fun but you don't want to spoil it you know so he doesn't want to be the person who says well actually it's not it's actually if you look at it from the side it's just the way the shadow is hitting he didn't want to be that person so he perpetuates it now, I don't know. I might have done the same thing. I'm, I'm not saying that what he did was wrong. I'm just saying that this is how these stories continue. People, people say, and it, it's a good story. You know, you say, I'm going to tell you a story that's going to really scare you, you know. And um, there's maybe a moral to the story too. A lot of times the parents will, will come up with a reason. They'll say, la, la, la reina, I can't say it. We speak Spanish here. Yeah. And I cannot say this word for nothing. La Lerona. La Lerona.
0: Uh, la Lerona, la,
1: la, la yeah. La Lerona, yeah. the crying woman. She she cries at the river because she drowned and her babies her kids, are in the yeah. water. And, and really, it's immoral to tell people, don't go near the water. You might fall in and drown. But they tell the kids these stories to scare them. Don't go there, the boogeyman or somebody's going to get you, you know. But really what it is, is it's just, you don't want to put your child in danger. And so sometimes they scare the kids with these stories to, to to save them for whatever reason. So yes, there's a moral and yes, they're they're doing a good thing to keep the child away, but they're also keeping and making a child more superstitious. And and uh, maybe that's not a good thing for the child in the end, but maybe it's helpful keeping them from dying yeah. and jumping <laughs> in the water or falling in the water yes. today. Yeah. But in the, future, in the future, then they start yeah. believing. Oh, you know, there's spooks in the there's in the you know the graveyard, Getting, um, and there's there's they're in the water too.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. <laughs> just, I'm saying that there's for every time we say there's something helpful, well, there's skeptics like me out there saying, "Is it really helpful?" You know, let's look at the other side of the story. Yeah. This is dangerous. I've seen people taken advantage of for a lot of reasons, and yeah.
0: Thank you, Susan, for for giving us the time and, of course, you're sharing your story.
1: Well, I appreciate I appreciate your time. It was fun talking to you guys, especially the, to see from um, the others. You know, I don't really think of us as having sides, to be honest with you. The other side, you know, yeah. <laughs> skeptics versus the believers.
0: Yes, I yes. just
1: I, there's levels of belief. Yes. I mean, there's things I believed growing up, and you know, and like you said, there's a lot of people who are skeptical about some things in the paranormal world, and it's just we're all in this together. You guys, we got to get out of this somehow. And and, and I think it's best to be good to each other and, and to find the common, that's true. The commonality. And I really do. I find the paranormal fascinating. I wish it was real. (laughs) (laughs) I just haven't seen anything yet. There's nothing that passes the smell test for me. So so you haven't
0: experienced anything to that effect that would make you believe.
1: I've seen things and I've, but it's always like, well, I think it was just because I was sleep deprived. My boyfriend had an experience where he really felt, he called me and said, There was this, there, I was in bed and, it, and it, it, this, it pulled a cover over me. And then I reached out and I touched its hand and we wrapped our hands together. And, his, and it was a guy and it was always, oh, it, it was just so creepy. I felt this feeling of warmth and love all over me. He tells the story and I'm like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And it turns out he had—he told me, he says, I couldn't sleep, I was sleep deprived, I was sleeping on my back, which is more of a chance that you're going to have um, sleep apnea and stuff like that, yeah. Hmm. And then he was just, you know, he, he went on describing it and the more he described it, it was obvious. He says, and then I woke up and this, I said, well, what do you mean you woke up? You, you said this was happening while you were awake. Oh, I did, didn't I? But I remember waking up so i guess it was a dream but anyway it was so real to him but the more you think about it you're like yeah but there's people who believe that that's yeah you know there are (laughs) it's just your culture or your upbringing or whatever or you really want to believe that that somebody was there putting covers on you and he said he felt like somebody pushed on the bed like they were like sitting on the bed no i haven't really had anything but i sure wish i did (laughs) but i i know a lot of people who have i just i just can't look at it like i say i just look at it and say well what's going on on the other side what's what what does the shadows on the other side say
0: that's a that's a healthy attitude to have
1: i'm no fun at parties nobody invites me to parties.
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's okay it's it's a good attitude to have (laughs) ah susan
1: we don't want her here. Don't tell her your story. She's just going to go poo-poo. That's not any no. I don't know. I have to have my own parties.
0: Yes. With your cats. Where can people catch you with their cats?
1: Oh, yeah. If people want to write to me and tell me their stories, I'd really like to have your audio or video of your reading. Um, you can find me on Facebook mostly. I love Facebook. I think it's one of the best dimensions in the world, <laughs> even though it's horrible and psychics use it to look you up. But um, that's the best place to find me is probably on Facebook. You can send me email at susangerbick at yahoo.com. I have a website, susangerbick.org. I'm on Twitter, Susan Gerbig. You can't not find me. I mean, yes. Any psychic who wants to do a reading on me is fine, but there's, I can't imagine them telling me something that I haven't said somewhere. I tell so many stories and I'm very public and I have a Wikipedia page. You can find yeah. me on Wikipedia. Yeah. Reach out to me, guys. I'm happy to have a conversation and I always like to make new friends.
0: Okay, (laughs) Thank you again for your time and thank you for sharing with us. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Susan, for reaching out and providing us all with a different perspective and a different mindset when it comes to the paranormal. Thank you also for doing what you're doing. I believe some people really take advantage of people who are grieving and after reading more about Operation Onion Ring and, of course, Operation Pizza Roll, these people really need to be exposed for their deceptive nature. I suggest everyone to read it as well. I'll be putting the links in the show notes below. If you want to know more about Susan, you can check her Wikipedia page, as she is the one who curates it as well. I mentioned this in one of the episodes before, but with the guests we have, I can I can't be the skeptic in the conversation. I have to respect their experiences and their stories. They've experienced judgment and ridicule their whole lives. That burden lies on you, the listener. To question, to dig, to discern. You've heard most of our psychic guests say this. When they approach something paranormal, they initially question its validity. They try to disprove it before diving deeper to understand what it actually might be. For the skeptics listening in, I would only ask that you also keep an open mind when listening to people who share their paranormal experiences. Yes, you may not agree with them because you haven't experienced or seen proof of what they say, but that doesn't mean they did not experience or see it. It could be a trick of the light, a mental episode that has been left undiagnosed, or part of an invisible world we have yet to discover I have a feeling that the Isle of Man has some interesting stories waiting to be told if you have paranormal experiences or stories from other parts of the world I hope you share it with us email it to us at paranormalsph at gmail.com we'd love to hear what spirits and elementals do in other parts of the world the paranormal podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions if you have the time Please, again, rate and review our show on whatever podcast platform you follow. As always, thank you all for listening, and please stay safe.